Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson. Here are my fellow host, fellow nerd, Matt O'Hara. Hey, man. How you doing? Terrible. Yeah, you sound terrible. I feel terrible, man. We missed a couple. We missed a show a couple weeks ago because I felt terrible. And then we came back better than ever. Now here we are again. And like, I didn't even start feeling terrible until like you got here. It, you, yeah. Sorry. So it was me. It. I bring. You. I bring my depressing ways with me. Yeah, it was a long weekend. I partied hard this weekend. I had a. Got screwed by Gronk and Sony Michelle because I partied so hard this weekend. I didn't even realize they were out until, well, they announced they were out. And at that point, it was way too late for my fantasy lineups. Yeah, they got me. They got me real good. You know what? You're going to have weekends like that every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. Just had, had to go. Had a couple college friends come in for the Browns game. We partied over the weekend. We hung out over the weekend, right? We did. Yes, I don't even know. It's been a big, long blur. It's been a big, long, old blur. Oh, that's right. We were drinking margaritas. We were drinking margaritas. Blood orange margaritas. Some that was. tacos. Yeah. We had some tacos. Yeah, Pete said those were some of the best tacos around. I'm like, yeah. But let's not talk about our friends <laughs> on the podcast. Uh, so this this show will be a little bit shorter. I was even kind of buzzing. Do I call off sick again? I'm like, man, that's just, that's a... That's another uh, can't do it. Yeah, can't do it. The show must go on. You know, if you got if you're committed to something, you got to stay committed, rain or shine, unless you're dying, or if you just don't really feel very good. But I feel just good enough. And today is the day that we're supposed to do 2019 free agents, Matt. Right. Problem was, I partied all weekend, <laughs> and I'm not gonna come on this show and discuss 2019 free agents and where I think their best fit is without doing my due diligence and doing my research. Otherwise, why even do a show? Right. right? No. If you're just going to come out here and just kind of wing it. Don't half-ass it. Yeah. So I know last week we told you that this week we would do 2019 free agents. And I know you, I told you that we do 2019 free agents the week before. And then I know I told you we do 2019 free agents the week before. But this time. This time we're for sure. This time we're serious. Next week. Listen, look at me. Do I look serious right now? No, because you're grinning. Because <laughs> I'm seriously grinning. <laughs> I also am grinning, but it's I'm only grinning because you're grinning. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. If one person starts laughing, the next person starts laughing. But listen. But we're serious. This time. This time we're serious. 2019 free agents. I was like, I told Matt, I was like, you know what? I was like, Friday night, I got to work Saturday. I'm just going to bang them out all just on Friday night. Boom. Me too. Like, oh, well, we got our good buddy's birthday party we got to go to. Yep. But Saturday night. Saturday. Saturday night is the night. Boom. Can't do a Thursday night. I got to watch Thursday night football. Thursday night football. Friday, got a birthday party. Birthday party on Friday. Uh, Saturday night, pff, nothing going on. Free. Perfect. I'm like that bird that Leonard Skinner always talks about. That's me. Saturday free night. Bird. Yeah. Can't wait. Cause I gotta work Saturday. There's always right? that idiot in the crowd yelling "Freebird." Yeah, who's who's that guy? I don't know. Yeah, do you know any other songs? No. That's yeah, it. probably not. Not just "Freebird." Maybe a little "Time Served" by Dispatch. Maybe that's a that's a little rarity. You know. I'd like uh, to hear anybody yell that one yeah. time even. Time served, Dispatch. Like who's that? Oh, that's a good song. Check it out, guys. Time Tra- served. Dispatch. Train in vain. Train in vain. <laughs> the Clash. Do it, man. Dude. 
play my high school punk rock song. <laughs> Please. Yeah, I love you. How many, are, I mean, how many times does that even work? You're like, hey, play Free Bird. And someone's like, oh, okay. Never. You can imagine me like during a fancy football draft, dynasty draft, somebody's up at like 111. I'm like, take Randall Cobb. <laughs> and they're like, all right. Randall Cobb. That dude does a podcast. He's got to know what he's talking about. Yeah, knows what he's talking about. I trust that fellow over this, there. This guy knows his stuff. He's wearing the most comfortable damn t-shirt I've ever seen. And that says Dynasty Nerds on it. So it's like he's, he's got to know what he's talking know. about. I mean, he's kind of goofy looking. <laughs> but his shirt looks good. I think he works out. I mean, it's just a shirt. It's definitely the shirt. It makes her look like you work out. I heard those Dynasty Nerds shirts make you look way buffer than you really are. Um <laughs> So this show, since my head's aching a little bit, for somebody that never gets a headache, I might get two headaches a year, uh, probably be a little bit shorter. Kind of hard to be funny As and knowledgeable when you got your, a headache and you don't feel good. I know. We I did lightheaded. We, we did just ramble on for about 10 minutes, though. So. Uh, it's been five minutes and 15 seconds, Matt. Oh, well, all, all like, of it was rambling. I'm pretty sure like 15 seconds of that is this, the Dynasty Nerds intro song. All right. When's the last time you heard that song? When's the last time I heard it? Yeah. Just now? Oh. You heard it on the podcast? It was playing. Oh, was it? Mm-hmm. On the headphones? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. I don't have my headphones on today. Right. Because my head hurts. <laughs> so Matt's talking in the headphones. I'm not. What a what a boring show so far, Matt. Let's just get in some Dynasty talk, shall we? Let's do it, man. Can't help it. Blame it on me. So hopefully Matt can do a little bit more talking today. And I can just sit back and you can enjoy the Matt O'Hara show. Yeah. Matt Geronimo Allison sent to the IR. Right on, man. Um, Break it down for me, Matt. So what does that mean? Obviously, Geronimo was in the starting lineup, kind of quote-unquote. He kind of seems like he's been supplanted even in the past few weeks with with Marquez Valdez scantling anyway. So, I mean, it sounds like, to me, that that's going to be his job going forward for the rest of the year as the wide receiver, too, there. Um, so on the year, he's, he's, he's wide receiver 65. Um, obviously, he had a pretty slow start to the year the, the first four weeks. If you cut those out. And you go from week five to to week nine. He's actually wide receiver twenty seven, and they had a buy in there. So if you if you take the average, it bumps him up to wide receiver twenty one. Which I mean, that's pretty pretty nice little plug and play guy for for a rookie, especially yeah, low end wide receiver two man right on a year. That's right. like fantastic. So as long as he can hold those numbers, which I don't see why he wouldn't in that offense, you know, um, going forward, um, he's a nice little play there. And and you know you're getting a, a, a nice little quick return on a likely a, a, a mid round draft pick, you know, third fourth round type of guy. Yeah, I mean nobody would ever expect right now that Marquez Valdez Scantlin is going to give you as a wide receiver two going forward. Like you said he's wide receiver sixty five on a year. A lot of people look at stuff and that's where that's where they kind of pigeonhole somebody. So right, like, hey, where you on a year? Okay, you're wide receiver sixty five. Just like if you look at a guy like Sammy Watkins, you go you go back to him from week five. I think he's right around like wide receiver twelve on a year. He is I think I saw 12. Corey yep. Evans actually tweet that out uh, before the show even. So it's funny that we're talking about Geronimo being in this same boat. Uh, so for me, like a guy like Geronimo Allison going on our somebody who I thought had a little bit higher upside just on the tape that I had seen uh, coming out. Just I kind of liked him slightly over. Uh, Valdez Scantling. Well, I mean, time. I mean, there was there was reason to believe. You know, obviously he'd been in the system for a few years, and, and he had kind of, kind of by default been put there in in the wide receiver two, um, slot there in that that offense. So it's understandable, but um, it just seemed like it never 
fully clicked in an offense that's really made to showcase the playmakers. You know what I mean? So if Valdez Scantling can, can really lock it down here, he might be the guy going forward. Even when Allison comes back next year. Yeah. With def- definitely with them, most likely getting rid of cutting bait on Cobb for sure here. So I would see, I mean, Valdez Scantling might be somebody that, you know, if somebody's not really following it closely, they're on their, their taxi squad that you might be able to acquire. Do you think then, so if we could say, okay, so Valdez Scantling right now, you're saying it's been wide receiver, Average over the last five weeks of 21, which give him right around a low end wide receiver, too. Where's the value on that? Um, definitely, we're looking at upside going forward here as he's locked in on his rookie contract. Would you think uh, 2019? So, out the gate, 2019 seconds 100% worth Valdez Scantlin. I mean, that's clear as day, right? You mean you'd give a 20, 2019 yeah. second? Yeah, I think so. So, uh, with them producing, it'd be hard for me to see an owner giving up for that. Would you, do you think this is a good time to be really aggressive on a push for Valdez Scantlin just on the upside there and say he could just make himself? Because, I mean, I can see them getting out from Jimmy Graham, too, and then kind of drafting a tight end or signing another tight end out there. To be really that number two option for Aaron Rodgers for not only the rest of this year, but also the full 2019 season, which would, again, if we if he just says, even if he drops on just production, because – we, we won't even have a big influx of wide receivers coming back because a lot of these wide receivers actually stayed healthy this year. If Valdez Scantling could say he stayed at like around 27, which put him as a high-end wide receiver three, still something you could start on a week-in, week-out basis. I mean, wouldn't that really put him at like a late 19 first value? Um, I think it might be a little bit hard to – well – that's probably the highest high, Super high, high. Side, yeah, high side of his value. I mean, because you you look at, I don't want to fast forward too far to the to the um, free agent um, episode that we were doing. Randall Cobb is an unrestricted free agent. Geronimo Geronimo Allison is a restricted free agent, and like you said, I mean, who knows how long they're actually going to keep Jimmy Graham around? And a guy like Geronimo Allison, who's six foot four, he could end up being a, a really big part of their red zone package going forward. I mean, just just from a size standpoint alone. So if he sticks around, if he's or who Marquez Valdez is sticking around. No, no, I'm talking about uh, Geronimo, oh, Geronimo Allison. Did I thought I, you were talking about him as part of me in the red zone. Package. No, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Marquez Valdez Scantling. So, I mean, I could see, you know, it a really high second to a low first. I mean, I think that's the very high. I wouldn't water. give that now. I'm just thinking like, but maybe that's like, I don't, I don't see anybody giving that, but could that be his true, like, is it could that be his real value though? Like, is he is that's what he's worth? So what I'm saying is like, is now could, the time I could to see, be a little I could, aggressive? I could see in a year from now that being his his value. You know what yeah. I mean? Like if 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 some of these people clear out of there and he and he is the red zone, you know, red zone target, the primary red zone target. So like if you have so say right now like it's week we're going into week nine right, mm-hmm. and you're sitting there and you have a top three pick pretty much locked in. Like right. you and then people know they have a three, top three pick. Maybe you throw out there your 2019 second. People going, wow, it's going to be a pretty high second. This team blows doo-doo balls. Uh, maybe this is an opportunity like to try and go out there and put some offers for Valdez Scanlon. And that, that's what I think it would uh, – you, you could probably get it done with something like that, a really high second-round draft pick. I think. And I'd feel comfortable with that completely, so would wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. And that's a nice asset to have with a lot you know risk, but no riskier than – any rookie you're gonna take in the nineteen class in the high second round. I think he, I mean I think he's already shown an, enough of a rapport with Aaron Rodgers over the past, you know, three or four weeks that um he's somebody that I'd be willing to buy into. It's it's not like he's um 
he's doing it on like a couple of targets. He had 10 targets in week five, six targets in week six, and then five and six in, in weeks eight and nine. So, I mean, he's been getting targets and, and making the most of them. So he's a guy that, um, he's a guy that I, I put my stamp on going forward. Yeah, I mean, who would not want to welcome somebody into their dynasty family with a name like Marquez Vedas Scantlin? I, I mean, who wouldn't want that a part of their like repertoire of dynasty players? Like, that's such like a sophisticated name that makes you like when you're presenting your team, like, dude, can you tell me who's on your diamond team, dynasty team? You're like, absolutely, I can. Mm-hmm. You know, like I got Pat Mahomes, I got Todd Gurley, and don't forget, I have Marquez Vedas Scantlin. You got to say mm. Scantlin like all sexified. Wow. That's how I would do it at least. Well, yeah, obviously. Yeah. I'm like, is it your wide receiver three? I'm like, wide receiver threes win championships, son. Mm, mm-hmm. Especially when they produce like wide receiver twos. Definitely when you have Todd Gurley and Pat Mahomes. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> it helps the cause. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's where that leads me. Um, maybe the Geronimo Allison uh, injury can maybe push his price up a little bit. Or maybe the Geronimo Allison owner you know injury makes the other owners they make seem like you're kind of desperate and they don't know the real numbers behind it because again that's extrapolated over the year and not between week five and nine i think a lot of that would have to do too if that like if valdez was scantlin was on somebody's taxi squad compare their active roster where they're seeing those points hit you know hit every single day because i fall that all the time like guys in my taxi squad like I'll, i'll know they're there but i'm not like Okay, he's doing this every single week. I need to promote him. Which right. Is, You're not obsessing over the week to week. Exactly. So we're both. I think we're both putting a stamp on. Go out there and try and see what the cost is, and if you can feel comfortable paying that cost. And we value him right now. I think a good value would be like a high second round pick in 2019. And if you have a player that you value in that same spot, then equal trade. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amir Abdullah finally gets cut today. Well. About time. Yeah, so they had to bring out. Uh, they brought back Zach Zenner, uh, who's more like the fullback than anything else out there. But it, I, it's just more clear in a way. Just you know, it's this is this is all for carry on. It is all for carry on. Yeah, so it's just all for carry on. Mm-hmm. So it's Abdullah's gone. Legarrette's gone next year. Absolutely. Uh, yep. I'd be interested where Abdullah goes. You know, like if he could kind of latch on and kind of be that. PPR guy without Theo Riddick really there blocking him, a team that could use that kind of running back. Uh, I wish I had the stat in front of me, actually. It was um, it was comparing Karrion Johnson to, of course, LeGarrette Blunt's like, yards per carry average, and he was like blowing those out of the water. And then it was it was comparing Karrion Johnson to um, Theo Riddick's catches and, and, and per average on, on the catch, and he was beating him as well. And it was just like Karrion Johnson was just – so clearly the better back that it's just it it's mind-boggling how he hasn't taken a bigger bigger share of the work he, he he falls in the same category as somebody that i would love to like overpay for now like right, which absolutely. seems like a slight overpay like i'd have no if i really needed a running back like really bad and i had a top three pick in next year's draft i'd have no problem giving that pickup for carrying johnson today at all and feel really good about it because like you said i mean his numbers right now are kind of like retarded down to the point where you know it, the skill set everybody can see it, it's clear as day but it's not produced at the high end numbers of fantasy and he's something i think i mentioned in the preseason like i think carry on do well this year but i think his main value will be the 2019 season and i think that's where he takes a ginormous step forward uh it's kind of almost like levian remember levian in his rookie year wasn't overly fantastic had right. showed some, some good signs of promise but it was the sophomore year where he exploded onto the scene and i kind of see a lot of carry on and i remember 
way back when you ended up gave him a good DeMarco comp uh, on the run style there too. But I, I kind of said he like with his patience behind the line, it really reminded me a lot of like Le'Veon Bell behind the backfield and, right, and his right. ability to catch the football. And that's what it reminded me. And I was like, oh, don't, ooh, I'm not saying he's Le'Veon Bell, but it wouldn't shock me if he does take that big step forward next year. So to me, I mean, there's not really, if I need a running back, there's no pick that I have going into 2019. Like I would love to get Keneal Harry on my roster as a wide receiver coming out in this draft. You know, A.J. Brown's a nice receiver coming out in this draft. But, I mean, if I need a running back, there I don't think there's going to be coming out in this draft that's going to really overly top, in my opinion, Karrion Johnson. Right. So, so if you're pigeonholing yourself for a running back and, and you can make a move for Karrion Johnson, just go ahead and do it. Yeah, because there's not get many. Pro, get proactive. He, he's yeah. the one I would I would only think that's kind of attainable. Because like I said, because of those numbers, I think he'd be the only one that's really obtainable at this point. Because, you know, even if you have 1-1, one, one, nobody's going to give you, like, most likely you're not going to get Dalvin Cook by the end of the year. You know what I mean? Leonard Fournette might even probably bounce back to the point after injury where you, he's not attainable for 1-1. One, one. But I do think a guy like – Amir, because I don't even think Sony Michelle is going to be obtainable for like that one one pick. You know, what I mean, somebody'd rather just have Sony. But I, I have this feeling like definitely if I could take now that carry on, not in every league, but some leagues you would be able to get carry on for like that one one pick today. You know what right, I mean? Right, right, and it's largely based off the usage, like you're saying. And honestly, maybe even more like as the off season goes and the hype of the draft builds a little as well. Um, moving on, moving on. So rumor is out that uh, Des Bryant's in negotiations with the New Orleans Saints and. Most likely he's going to sign there. I honestly, once I heard that he was going in for a visit, as soon as I literally, as soon as I read on Twitter that Des Bryant's going to Saints for a visit, I was like, he's going to sign with the Saints. Sure, there wasn't right, a doubt right. in my mind that he was going to sign there. And I know when we were talking about a pre-show, uh, you were like, well, that's kind of a weird, like, what's he going to do? They don't even need him. And I don't really mind the signing there, you know, as long as he's taking care of himself, he's in shape. You know, he, they already have the go deep threat, you know, all do it all receiver and a guy like Michael Thomas. Traquan Smith can get downfield. So I think he could be a nice, you know, what if, if you can move Des Bryant into the slot there and kind of be even somewhat of a possession receiver with a quarterback like Drew Brees. I mean, Des Bryant's never played with a guy like Drew Brees and his accuracy. I mean, Drew Brees having probably, you could argue, the best year he's ever had in his life. And that's, um, that's like literally my biggest fear is that Des Bryant's going to come in and Screw up all this chemistry, kind of like throwing See, I don't think he fits. I don't think he can. I, I think Drew Brees is way beyond. You know what I mean? I think Drew Brees is way beyond that. Like he would even be like, "Listen, this is what you got to do." Or he's like that savvy vet that could take on a Des Bryant. You know what I mean? Like Des Bryant isn't coming here and saying shit to Drew Brees. You know, there's nothing he's gonna say about, "Oh, you did this or that," or you know, you run the routes that you need to run and you do what you need to do, and I'll get the ball there. It's it's that simple. So I don't think. And I think Des, I think Des Bryant's not a guy that like runs good routes or anything. Like, I I don't know, man. Like I just don't see the 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 fit being all that great. I think it, I I think it could help the Saints a little bit. I don't think it's doing anything for Dynasty. We'll see. I want to see where Des is. I mean, he's right. he's not a big, he's not getting open. But I think if you can move slot him to slot and put him in position to get open, like just with his ability to get open, I think he'll be okay I'm, for Drew, Drew Brees. Another nice big red zone threat there. This feels to me similar to the Adrian Peterson signing in New Orleans. It just doesn't. It doesn't feel like a natural fit to me. Okay, but I mean, who knows? I could be wrong. I, I just. It just doesn't seem like it's going to be. I just nice. think Drew Brees is just so good. It's just kind of. If Des Bryant's got anything left, he'll get it out of him. Like there's not many other. Play, you know, same thing if like Des. I would have said the same exact thing if Des Bryant went to you know the Patriots and that's where he signed. Yeah, kind of like the same thing there, where. If he's got anything left at all, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, they're going to get it out of him. So 
If you think Dad's got anything left, then this might be an okay thing. Nothing probably for your fantasy what lies. I mean, I think Des Bryant's honestly still cuttable. If he does sign with New Orleans, I'm literally putting him on the trading block in all my leagues that I have him in and taking anything. Any delicious sandwich, any box of Tic Tacs. You got a box of Mike and Ike's? I'll take that too. Come on, it was just Halloween. I know you got some candy left over for me. <laughs> Let me just put my hand in there, grab a handful, and you can get Des Bryant. Fair shake, right? No big deal. No, no big deal. You get Des Bryant. I get a handful of candy. I'm the clear winner here, but hey, you get Des Bryant. He's on the Saints now, bro. He's got Drew Brees. He's going to be scoring 18 points a game. Remember, he was good in 2014. Don't make me <laughs> He was good in 2014. At one point, he was 1-1 dynasty. Oh, the good old days. Yep. Don't make me ask for two handfuls of candy. I'll do it. Get all that weak chocolate out of there, too. So uh, let's move on. Uh, AJ Green in a walking it was out of nowhere he's in a walking boot. It but it apparently happened on the very last play or like the last drive of their last game. Oh, terrible. Which, so which sucks. But so then, now so then they miss- went on yeah, they went on by. So surprise if you had AJ Green and you were expecting him back this week off the bye. Mm-mm-mm. Just kidding, he's getting like a two or three week bye instead. Yeah, he's going full bye. Yeah. Full so, bye. Uh, so uh it's it's a lot of in sync here going bye 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 because it's he's out for a couple of weeks. We don't know if it's going to linger. He doesn't need surgery, which is good to hear. But even like if it was that close to surgery, sometimes with those toes that can linger into like a four week span. This was like the same injury he had last year, or the was it last year or the year before? He had a toe issue either last year or the year before. I can't remember off the top uh-huh. of my head. And it's the same foot, same issue. It's it's like kind of turf toey. Um, was is what I heard it described as. Yeah, Trifto sucks, man. And right. here's the thing: we're only four weeks away from the playoffs. Right. I unfortunately, this puts AJ Green in a really. I mean, it puts you in a bad spot if you're if you're in a playoff contention. And you need to make a move. Yeah. Like you need to now. What sucks about this is now, like if you're close to it and you're gonna like right now, you're in the playoffs and you have AJ Green. He's one of your main guys. You know, either you're gonna not you're gonna make it in the playoffs and you're just gonna dwindle there and not win it and maybe come and get a draft pick you really don't want for nothing, or you make a move. And now this injury is going to literally put you in a position to be very aggressive and probably even might have to slightly overpay a little bit just to get to fill that void. I totally agree, man. Unless you get Marcus Valdez-Skinland. Ooh. Skinland. I wish I could do some like sweet like foreign language. Sorry, man. I can't help you there easy. Yeah. I'm not an actor. Marquez, that, that I can barely speak English as this. Right. I, don't even add, I don't even add G's to my NG's. <laughs> I don't even do that. Well, running back, running, running back. There you go. You nailed it that time. All I know because people make fun of me all the time on ESPN and Cleveland. They're like, yeah. I don't. Not to me personally, but I see it. <laughs> you she see, doesn't know how to pronounce I see the remarks. Damn it. Uh, I don't care. But so, funny. so what does that really leave us with there on the Bengals, though? Matt? Let me tell you what it leaves us with. Yeah. The most ginormous pile of poo since you've seen an elephant take a poo. That was this. That was this past year at, yeah, at the zoo. There you go. See? They're huge piles of crap. So it's recent yeah. in your brain. Yep. Yeah. I mean, so man, you, Tyler Boyd obviously yeah, is who's is, a stud. Is the guy who's who's been emerging, and we've been talking about. How Wait, what about John Ross? He's injured. Yeah. <laughs> you mean the same guy that heard himself run the forty at the combine. Yeah, he's injured. Um. So it it looks like behind behind him there's oh, okay. really just Josh Malone, Post Malone, um, this year Carl Malone, uh, Alex 
Erickson. Sounds like a Viking. Cody Core. That doesn't even that's not even a real name. I I that sounds like an injury. No, that's like <laughs> that's like a, like it's like yeah. no, I got that Cody core, man. Exactly. Got to go get surgery. <laughs> it sounds like something Jamarcus Russell would drink. Um or American Gladiator, one of the two. And so and then it's and then Auden Tate they just Who they brought, caught. They yeah, they brought they, back. They brought up back up from the Who's a ginormous receiver. He is. And who's huge. young? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, out of all these names, I mean, maybe Post Malone. I mean, if I'm going to have to gamble on one, uh, I maybe Auden Tate, probably not Auden Tate. He's very slow. He's very slow. And he does not run good routes. Uh-uh. Yeah. So if you had to throw a dart, would you take the Viking? Would you take the American Gladiator? Or would you take Post Malone? I mean, he's um, pretty hot right I'm now. I'm going to take Alec, Alex Erickson. You're going to go with the Viking. I'm going to go I with always the knew you were like a Mike Zimmer guy. Yep. The main thing here is Tyler Boyd's going to eat. Yes, and I think he is. I think this really boosts the value of CJ Uzoma. Yeah, I mean, they have to throw the ball to somebody. Obviously, um, it's going to get sprinkled around a little bit to you know the running backs. Joe and, Mixon, yeah. his, his PPR value is going to skyrocket a little bit here, too. Right. But, I mean, this is kind of this is kind of move for you right here to get in the playoffs. It's going to put Tyler Boyd, is now who's already having a fantastic mm-hmm. year, who's, whose dynasty value is probably quadrupled, uh, to say the least, is he's going to be the type of player that's going to help you make that push where you can win a championship. Like, championship that yep. kind of push mm-hmm. i mean talking about somebody you might want to be like overly aggressive to go get tyler boyd might be that guy tyler Boyd's yeah he's a nice little um ad late in the year i mean obviously if you're an aj green owner it's at least worth approaching um the uh, the tyler boyd owner and just see what it would take to get him oh i mean you're giving up a first and something right Right, but I mean, like, would you give up? So, if say you say you need to make that push for the championship, you have Adrian. Would you give up a 2021 20, first and a 2022nd for eight dollar board? Or is that too pricey? Would you try and do a 19 second 2021 first? I would like to split them if I could. Yeah, yeah, I definitely want to get the 2022nd and 2021st. But I mean, that's where that's where Boyd value is looking. It's hard to deny that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's been pretty studly. I mean, he's kind of like the Rich Dotson of oh. fantasy players lately, right? Oh, uh huh, definitely. Yeah, something agrees with me. So hit and miss, you know. One day you're disgusting. One day you're great. I've never been great. Except for my wedding day. There you go. Um, Yeah, so Tyler Boyd, right now, it's him and Joe Mixon Uzoma. And then you would take the Viking, Alex Erickson. I would take the Viking. Yeah, so if you're looking just, say you're looking wide receiver Siberia. I mean, those are your options. Josh Malone, Alex Erickson, Auden Tate and Cody Core. So go out and go out and trade for somebody because those are none of those are good options. No, I mean, but if you're if you have a roster spot in the bottom to give, I mean, you could pick up one of the guys and just you, you literally never know, right? That one guy could kind of come out of nowhere and just all of a sudden be serviceable. I mean, we weren't on the Cole Beasley train when Cole Beasley came out, right? I mean, we were like, dude, Cole Beasley's not going to be very good ever. I mean, we'd be the, the Cole Beasley was a part of this, right? And we we're making fun of him. He could be on this list, and all of a sudden he's like, oh, you know, if you got to start him, you're still going to have a high draft pick, but, like, he's serviceable. I mean, he's serviceable. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's the key word here, serviceable. Absolutely. No, it I makes have... you look like a good owner. Yeah. You're right? It'll get I you mean, your team's going to still suck. Yeah. Let me see. Uh, let me get the crystal balls. Oh, God. I'm going to see which one you want to pick up here. I thought we were going to get through one episode. Balls, we have a very serious question for you. <laughs> Tell me which Bengals receiver you want to own. My balls are laughing at me. <laughs> no, 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 not Tyler Boyd. Okay, uh, let me rephrase that. 
<laughs> said Tyler Boyd. Duh. <laughs> which which Bengals receiver do you want to own? Not named Tyler Boyd. Not named John Ross. Not named C.J. Uzoma. Not named Joe Mixon. Because I know I don't want you to get funky out here with the Joe Mixon. Please tell me, sweet balls. It says Alex Erickson. See? Wow. The Viking. The Viking. The Vi- the balls like Vikings, too. Yeah. Hey, man. They're, when they're right, they're right. What color are the Vikings? What color are they? Purple. Purple. Oh, okay. Just want to make sure there's no bad jokes that my balls are trying to pull on me over here. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Um, so, moving on, shall we? Yes, please. Paul Richardson. What happened uh, to him? Uh, he, he had a boo-boo on his shoulder. Strong gust of wind? Strong gust of wind. Okay. Tumbled him away. Tumbled <laughs> There he goes. <laughs> um, during one of those tumbleweed tumbles, he must have fell on his shoulder. Remember, some people thought when he signed with Washington, he had some upside there. Like, oh, this could be like a well. In, thing. in their defense, he did show nicely last year at the end of the year there. Yeah, for Seattle. Yeah, oh, I know. But what did we say? Strong <laughs> gust to win. There goes your dynasty player. Yep. He's like, where was he? He was just on my roster yesterday. <laughs> Oh, Hurricane Sandy came through. Oh, that's what happened to him. Got to go. See you next year, Paul. Uh, So, you know, Josh Dotson comes out this week. He scores a touchdown. Uh, You know, going to give a boost a little bit to Jamison Crowder. But at the same time, I think the Redskins are kind of going to be – I mean, the Redskins are already – their record's kind of okay Mm -hmm. where they are, but it's kind of hard to see them really being offensive juggernaut. Uh, I totally agree with that. Um, The other guy to take a look at there is Maurice Harris. Uh, some people have been picking him up on on the waiver wires and stuff like that. He's he's been doing all right. Uh, he had twenty two points this past week. Kind of blew up. So Maurice check, Harris, check him out, man. Twenty two points is a good week, Matt. He's gonna yep. yep. So if he's on your waiver wires, which is well, I'm sure there's a lot of he's claims gonna, for him. Yeah, right, right. Since, but somebody's got to step up there, man. I mean, I know Josh Johnson comes out, he scores a touchdown there, but Jamison Crowder is somebody who I thought would have an okay year this year has just completely done nothing. The thing about Maurice Harris, obviously, um, he got he got a ton of targets. He got 12 targets. He had 10 catches for 124 yards. So, I mean, he's a guy, big body guy, six foot three, 200 pounds. Um, so, worth I mean, worth a look, worth a stash, definitely. Um, another one of those guys, like, you know, if you're, if you're down a guy at wide receiver, he's worth the pickup if you can get him. All right. Did I mention I don't feel too good? Can we can we wrap this up? Let's wrap this up. Rohim Mosert uh, broke his arm in a quite disgusting fashion Dude. on Thursday night football. He's on IR. Don't Dude, what's really... the last what's the last uh letter in the alphabet? Z. Yeah, that's what Rohim Mosert was showing me when he broke his arm. He is He's arm. like, This is the last letter of the alphabet. Look at my arm and I'm like, That's the letter Z. Gross. Your arm's not supposed to look that way. It was not gross. Supposed to bend like that. Like after the play, like every like it went down and everybody stood around for like ten seconds and we started waving. I'm like, oh man, that can't you you know when oh, it's not yeah. good. When you oh, see the players yeah. like waving the way they are, like, yep. oh dude, he did something bad. And they go to commercial and they come back and they're like, This is not for the squeamish. Mm-hmm. Look away if look you look away, a, turn off the TV if, if you, you have a like... sensitive stomach. If you are weak in the knees, mm-hmm. if you don't like it the letter Z. Please look away. I didn't look away. I was glued to that TV. Yeah. I saw him like, oh, snap, goes the arm. <laughs> oh, snap, literally. And uh, so he's out for the year. That'll do it, right? You no, know this means uh, no. I don't. more news, just more good news for Matt Breida. Oh, there you go. 
Keep feeding them. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. Just keep feeding them all those fantasy points. Uh, yeah, that's all that means, really. You think Alfred Morrison score more fantasy points? No, I don't. No. No, no, I don't. No. I got the balls out. Watch this. Ready? Balls? <laughs> How many more fantasy points is Alfred Morris going to score for the rest of the season? <gasps> 16. 16. So there's about that's not a lot. Nine games that's left. About two, that's about two per. Wow. Yeah. Thanks. Way to go, Alf. Way to go. Go eat another cat. Moving on. Last thing of the day. Let's just mention this for Superflex Leagues. Probably too late for this, but uh, Nick Mullins looks like he's going to start over C.J. Bethard this week for the San Francisco Niners. Hold your horses, though. Him coming out looking all fantastic, all great. You know, remember the team had you know the opposing team had no tape on them. Right. The Raiders had no tape on them. The Raiders are terrible, mm-hmm. the worst team in the NFL. And, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much It's a big difference when you play a good team and they have tape on you. It is a big difference. But he did look good. We'll see what it looks like, right? Young, looked good, showed some upside. A couple analysts that I rely on liked him a little bit, you know, coming out of college. Uh, so, worth a pickup in Superflex Leagues if you still have the opportunity. Most likely not. Right. But you never know. I think the big up pickups here are, I think the biggest thing we take away from this short episode is pick up Maurice Harris for uh, your Washington Redskins as wide receiver. Make a push for Tyler Boyd and then make a push for Karrion Johnson and then make a push for Marquez Valdez. Scotland. Scotland. Is that better? Yep. Are you aroused? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's it, guys. Next week, though, let me tell you something. All right, next week we're talking 2019 <laughs> impending free agents. Uh, where do we want them to go? Where would it be a good spot? Who do you want to try and get now with some good upsides once they're freed from the uh, the shackles they're bare down on the team they are now? Guys like Marvin Jones Ooh. running free. Guys like Golden Tate running free. Guys like Paul Richardson Blown away with a strong gust of wind. Free at last, like a kite, when the string breaks. Don't come back. Don't come back. I'll go buy another one from the store. (laughs) You're cheap. Uh, In the meantime, if you want to spend a longer time with us, you can be up on Twitter. I'm more than happy to exchange some uh, texts back and forth about Dynasty. I'm at Dynasty Rich. I am at Dynasty Matt. If you want to have the site, get up at Dynasty Nerds. You can check out Dynasty Nerds at DynastyNerds.com where we mention those awesome titular T-shirts. Whoa. Uh, yeah, they're pretty sweet. They're and, very uh, nice. If you want, leave us a rating review on iTunes. Yeah, sorry the show's so short, but uh, next week it's going to be longer. That's what she said. Ready, set, Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.